Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Apartment Investing for Early Retirement. Today's guest is Bailey Kramer. Bailey is a rising junior at the University of Central Florida pursuing a bachelor's degree in real estate. He is the host of the Real Estate Investing Made Simple podcast and also the founder of the Greater Orlando Multifamily Meetup Group. Bailey focuses his efforts on investing in multifamily properties throughout Central Florida. It is my pleasure to have him on the show to discuss how to take massive action at a young age to set yourself up to stand out and have great success in the future. Bailey, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, absolutely, Derek. Pleasure to be on. Yeah, it's great to uh, to have you on. We we connected a few months back off of Bigger Pockets and kind of saw the big things that you had uh, had ahead of you, and you've been taking some awesome action, especially with uh, with everything going on. It could have been a, a great excuse to just, well, you know, it's just not meant to happen. No, you're persevering through. So I think it's uh, great to have someone like you on the show, especially uh, to speak to you know those those younger investors that are just thinking about it or starting to get in into the space and uh, you know how you've been able to make the progress that you have. So super excited about this. Um, you know, without further ado, would you mind just giving a little bit of your your background? What kind of led you to uh, to pursuing multifamily? Yeah, for sure. So how I got into multifamily really started back when, and, and right now I'm also a college student. So in that midst of figuring out what I wanted to do after college, that was kind of my big question. And all I knew was that I wanted to do something entrepreneurial. I just didn't have a passion to connect it with. So the journey really started when I picked up the classic book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that was back in November, December. And I read that book. And I'm sure many of your listeners have, heard, have read that book as well, but that just got my mind thinking about the idea of real estate. And you know, I looked into it and immediately went to Bigger Pockets and just did a you know, deep dive into anything I could learn about, I was doing it. I listened to their podcasts, their webinars, and of course, reaching out to people as well and just having conversations with people. And you know, one thing led to another. I kept learning new things. I heard this concept called multifamily apartments and I was blown away. This was brand new. I didn't know people could actually invest in apartments, but once I started learning and connecting with more people, that's when I had like that light bulb moment when I said, I can do this too. And obviously, yes, that was a little bit of a process. It wasn't an overnight thing, but through the process of connecting with people um, and just learning more and more, I got the confidence to say, I'm going to go for multifamily. You know, what kind of brought your attention, your focus to multifamily as opposed to say, you know, uh, duplex quads, you know, or, or a different Avenue towards industrial or office, you know, what, what, what was kind of the, uh, the, uh, the main point that uh, made multifamily the right one for you? Yeah. So, you know, when I first started learning, it was all single family. And then once I got pretty familiar with the single family stuff, I then, you know, learned about duplexes. And then it kind of just, you know, I kept on learning that there's bigger and bigger and bigger. And the reason why I like the residential route is because it's housing. It's super, it's super simple for anyone to understand. It's just simply investing where people live. And that's what a house or an apartment is. So that clicked with me. Unlike industrial or office, it's a little bit more complicated that, and I, I don't have any... I've, I've experience in houses and apartments. I don't have experience in industrial factories and whatnot. 
So that's the simplicity that, that the residential had to me. And I've always thought really large. So I was actually doing a bigger pockets webinar. And I remember Brandon Turner was walking through, I think he called it like the seven year to seven figure plan. And it was, it was literally you buy one house this year, you buy a duplex next year, a triplex, and you boost it up. And then after a year, like seven, you're at like a, whatever, like, like a 30 unit or something a little bit larger. And, you know, I was thinking, wow, there has to be some other way to get there faster because I've always been super big on, you know, going big and just going for it. So I just kept learning and learning and just always knowing in my head that there has to be a faster way to get this done. And, you know, when I found multifamily, it was that instant, this is what I've been looking for moment. Yeah, you know, it, it's something where to have a portfolio of single families or, you know, duplexes, four units, whatever, you, people can make plenty of money. Everyone has different goals for what they want. And, you know, a portfolio of upper lower duplexes might align perfect for someone, but it doesn't achieve what your goals are. So, yeah, it's just kind of right, working up right. that scale to find, uh, find the right fit for you. But, you know, with the... Uh, you know, with being in college and, you know, looking into this, I know you focus on real estate anyway, but, you know, trying to get into the space on the investment side, you know, becoming an owner, how did you kind of overcome a hurdle? Because I think a lot of people, you know, especially younger are, well, I don't have the credibility. I'm too young to, you know, for people to take me seriously, but there's been others that have, you know, certainly had a lot of success and others that have just kind of, let it die out. You know, how do you stay on the right track? How do you kind of get over that, um, that mentality, that, that hurdle to, uh, to really propel you to, uh, get some, get some strong action going here? Yeah, that's a great question because I don't think that anyone is just wakes up and says, Oh, I can invest in apartment complexes. Most people that I've met 99.9%, their first thought was single family. And then, you know, it kind of scaled from there. So that's totally normal. And kind of your question is, you know, how do you get your focus to multifamily and the larger stuff that looks super intimidating? And for me, that was a big part of it was just connecting with people and hearing their stories and, you know, trying to avoid the mistakes that they made. So, you know, I, I would reach out to people on bigger pockets and you were actually one of the first people that I reached out to. So I sent a really long paragraph to about 10 to 15 people who had the name uh, like either it had multifamily or syndication in their title. And I just reached out to them. Basically it was a very poorly worded message, but nonetheless, a lot of people were super kind you as well to respond. And, you know, I just got on the phone with these people and just started taking advice and, and hearing what they did. A lot of people said I did single family. I, I'm in multifamily now. I'm doing amazing. I kind of wish I just went straight for it. I, I, I know I could do it. And one of the biggest people early on that you introduced me to was Kyle Marcotte. And I remember I, I messaged you this long paragraph and you said, hey, check out this episode. I had a young guy like you. You might, you might find some synergy with them. And that's exactly what happened. And Kyle, as many of your audience knows, he's now, I believe, 22 and he's syndicated deals. He has a hundred plus units and was able to raise capital. So when I met someone like Kyle, I said, okay, he can do it. I can definitely do it. 
And before I met him, I didn't know what, it's really hard to know what's even possible from something so foreign. So from just reaching out to people and hearing from them what's actually possible, it, it, it sinks in some clarity as to what's, what, what are the limits or what's even out there. Yeah, and I think it's, it's something where too, you know, you sent that message and was it perfect in your mind? No, but it's authentic. It's you, it's, you know, hey, just reaching out. And, you know, something for a lot of people to keep in mind is that this space, it, there is a lot of uh, synergy with it. You know, people are very willing to help. If they're not, they're not going to be on a platform like this. You know, they're not going to be on bigger pockets. They're not going to be part of a, a group, you know. Yeah, I guess you'll have some people in there that are more takers, but generally speaking, it is it is a very helpful group because they're you know once you change that mindset of that scarcity to there's so much out there for all of us to you know to have uh, have a piece of that pie. But yeah, to go with Kyle, he did it, you know, and not to make this sound bad, Kyle is a wonderful person, but it's nothing special. He didn't have some secret recipe. He just had hard right. work. He persevered. He found, you know, kind of worked through some ways to get in front of people and made it happen at a, at a young age. Again, very similar to where, where you're right. at, but yeah, to get around the people that have done what you're looking to do. So, you know, I think that's awesome. And yeah, just to have, just reach out. It doesn't have to be a perfect message. It doesn't have to be, you know, just right. Just getting it out there. People are going to respond, but For sure. um you know, kind of from that, obviously, our, our first interaction was able to connect you with a couple of people. And, you know, how did that really help uh, to get a little bit more clarity as well and, and help you to build um, build out your network by, by reaching out to those people and kind of getting around uh, the right groups, you know, kind of like these, uh, I guess, the little mastermind type groups and getting around like-minded um, investors? Yeah, well, I think it's really a domino effect because I remember, you know, you first connecting with Kyle and Kyle was then able to introduce me to some people in his network. So just from that one message, I was able to meet, I mean, it's still countless people that I'm still connecting with because of that singular message, which is just incredible. But also with that, you know, and I remember too, you, you sent me a link to an online meetup to go to. And from that alone too, I met amazing people and, and I heard that the, the people that were attending that meetup, they host their own meetup. So then I said, okay. And of course, right now it's all virtual. So I, I was attending meetups that were hosted in California, you know, New York, everywhere you can imagine. I was interacting with 50 plus people sometimes per night because I was so hungry in the beginning and I still am, of course, but in the beginning, it was really just... I want to learn and I want to network with anyone and everyone possible in this space. And once you take those little steps with messaging 10 people, take some of their advice. Like I heard from you, attend this meetup. So I did that. And then I heard from that, there's other opportunities that people were presenting in that meetup for different meetups and different calls and different learning experiences. So really just, you know, start, it's, it's going to start small messaging a few people each day. And then really take the advice and take the opportunities that these people are, you know, are giving you or that you can seek out yourself to really grow your network that way. Yeah. And it's just taking that action and, and following up with people, because I think that's something, you know, 
when you're on these virtual webinars or, you know, meetups, whatever you, whatever the, the name is for it, they're all essentially the, uh, the same, but, uh, you know, follow up with people from that, you know, throw your email in the, in the message on it. If it's a zoom call, send your email in, Hey, I'd love to connect with, you know, anyone that's on the call you follow up, ask a couple of questions because you never know again, what, what bit of information they might be able to provide, what you might be able to provide them and the people that, you know, you can kind of connect each other with. So it, it's something that yeah. I think is really important to do. And on that point too, a super awesome trick that I learned and pretty much what you just said, when you're on these meetups with people, what I do personally, and it was so crucial for the beginning too, is you could either save the people in the chat's information and on your desktop. But what I did at the beginning is I would just screenshot, I would go to the participants and I would screenshot everyone's name. And then afterwards, I would go to LinkedIn. That's my main source. And I would say, hey, I saw we were both on this meetup together. Um, would love to connect and learn more about you. And more often than not, they're going to respond and you're going to be able to form a connection that way. So that's a key. It's not just showing up and then magic's going to happen. Showing up's like the first step that doesn't do anything. You need to follow up afterwards because that's where you can truly build the connections. Yeah. And you know, you get a lot of great information on that. You can get information from so many sources right now with the, with the digital world uh, we have, but it's the people that, you know, this is a relationship business and, you know, you might not directly end up working together or, you know, having a role like that, but it's someone that, you know, Hey, you know, I, I have a deal that doesn't interest me. You know, someone brought it to me that's in Oklahoma city and that person invests in Oklahoma city, you invest in Dallas, you know, whatever, like you never know when you're going to get something random. And to the follow, follow up LinkedIn is such a powerful platform right now, especially for this space. And think about how many messages you get or, you know, connection requests and it's a sales pitch. When you have something, Hey, we were both on this. I just want to connect and, you know, get to know more about you and what you're, what you're looking to do. It's something that's authentic. Yes. Oh, I remember I was just on XYZ webinar. You were too. Okay. Now it's not a sales pitch and it's, not, you know, it's far more likely to have a positive <laughs> response there. So, um, you know, but with, um, you know, the webinar meetups, you know, podcasts, all of that, obviously the, that, uh, you know, uh, creating your own uh, platform, how, how did you decide that you were going to start your own meetup, which, you know, has been virtual, but uh, eventually get back to uh, get down to in-person, but how did you go about starting your meetup and your podcast? You know, why did you decide to do those? Right. And, and like I said before, sometimes you don't know what's even possible or what you're even capable of until you hear other people, which is why I'm super happy that, you know, you have a podcast, I have a podcast because we're helping educate people on what's out there. Because before, before I started my, my meetup, if you said to me, you know, when you start a meetup, I'd be like, maybe in two years down the road. But, you know, the, re the, the way I end up starting it is I was talking and networking. It all started with the networking. And I was starting to build relationships with different people. And one person in particular, Cody Laughlin, we just got on the phone every few weeks. He was super nice and 
he, he said he, ho- he hosted a meetup and I was like, that's awesome. You know, I, I can see myself doing that one day. And he said, why don't you do that? Like now or, or sooner? And I said, and I, and I, I was taken back. I was like, wow, can I do that now? Is that something that I can do now? Like it was such a brand new concept. And so that was like the big, big push. He's, you know, I saw someone that said, you can do it now. And I was like, oh my, I didn't even know that's even possible. And as crazy as that sounds, you know, you don't have to be in any real position to, to be able to start something. And that's a message for everyone. You can start whenever and wherever you're at. And I was super fortunate to get that push from someone that said, you can start that now. You don't have to wait. So from, from him giving me that inspiration, I said, oh, wow, I, I can start this now. And, and then I kind of, you know, said, all right, I'm going to do it. And I'll get back to you in a few weeks and tell you kind of what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. And again, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just start it. I mean, I, I think back even towards the beginning of the year when I started my podcast, it was a train wreck. The amount that I had to get edited out because I, my personality, I just ramble a lot. Um, so the amount that had to get cut out versus once I was doing it more and they would get, you know, I was a lot more comfortable within it. Meetups. Before I started my meetup, the first one, I was sweating bullets. I was so nervous. I did it. And then, oh, it's, it's not that hard. You just have to take that leap and, and get over that, uh, you know, more so get out of your own head. Just start it and, you know, things will work out. And it's such a great way to have a conversation with someone that you otherwise wouldn't probably be able to. You know, I mean, with your, your meetup, you were able to get Rod Cleef on for one of them. That is a, that's a big name in this space, you know? So would you mind kind of going about how you went, okay, I'm going to try to get him on, uh, on one of the meetups. Yeah. So I, I really see it as kind of creating your own luck. I don't believe anyone is just lucky and things fall into their lap. So kind of how it worked was, I went out there with the first meetup and I just started it. I had 15 people there, which was a nice little showing. And I was super just happy to, to get it on the ground. And, you know, like the next week I connected with Rod's assistant and she emailed me actually and said, you know, Rod would love to come on your meetup. And I thought that it was some kind of joke or a prank, to be honest. But just from putting myself out there and just starting a meetup, it wasn't a perfect meetup. I didn't have a million people there. You know, I had a great, I had, I had a guest speaker come who's awesome. And I had some people that I networked with that supported me and I threw it together. And it was, it is, it was what it was. And that next week when, when Rod, when I got connected with Rod Cleef, it was like, why does he want to come on my meetup? You know what I mean? I had 15 people there and whatever, but, but the whole, the whole point is if you don't, you know, if you don't just start the, if you, you need to just start the meetup because ultimately things are going to lead that you don't even see coming. I, I would never have envisioned him coming on my meetup, but it really just started because I put myself out there and was able to, you know, get right on the phone and say, Hey, Let's, let's talk about the meetup. I'd love to have you on. And, um, and th- that's kind of how it started. But 
it really just starts with throwing yourself out there. It's not going to be perfect to start. My first meetup was 15 people, but it doesn't matter about the first one. It's just about the idea of getting started. Yeah. And two, another thing is it's not taking action. It's the follow-up. It's that consistency. You know, you had 15 people. I know there's people that, you know, I went on one and there were five people there, but you know what? The next month he was doing another one or a couple weeks later, just doing another one. There's like eight people did another one. It was back to five, did another one. And it's up in the twenties. Like it, right. And especially at the time too, you know, you go in waves when, you know, in April and May, you could have, you'd look at stuff and there were five different uh, Zoom meetups every night that you could go to. Whereas, you know, some of them kind of filtered out and, and they're spaced out a little bit more. Some have gone back to in person or some just stopped doing it. You know, you can't let, you know, having, if you have two people there, hey, that's two people that are supporting you on that. And, you know, the next time you could have 50. You never know. So it's, you know, not getting discouraged too. If you don't think it's up to, up to your level of uh, expectations, you know, just keep fighting through because when you get someone like Ron that, yes, I want to come on yours. I see you're taking action. If people don't know what you're, what you're looking to do, you can't do business together. I mean, that's such a, you know, something that Grant Cardone always preaches. If people don't know you, they can't do business with you. And that's the same, right. you know, it's, it's as true in this as anything else. It's just getting out there. But yeah, I, I know you've been, uh, you're definitely a go-getter uh, with everything um, in this thus far. And obviously uh, look forward to, to what the future holds getting. Uh, actually, coincidentally, we'll both be uh, heading down to, uh, to Central Florida. So certainly we'll, we'll have to meet up in person there. Uh, but you know, it's all just getting that momentum going and, and carrying it forward and continuously building. Um, but yeah, you know, before we, uh, before we wrap up, I do have a few quick questions and then, uh, and then we'll wrap this thing up. So what does the word retirement mean to you? I think there's two main takes on retirement and I don't think there's a right or a wrong but I think there's two general ideas. So the first one is 65. That's not something I agree with, but I think that's the first, when you hear retirement, most people hear retirement, they think when I'm 65, that's when I retire and I don't have to work anymore. The way I see retirement, and I think a lot of people in the multifamily space see retirement is having enough income from your investments, your assets to support your, your, your bills, your monthly expenses, and then a little extra, maybe that's so you can go travel for a few months and not have to worry. So I see it that way as retirement is just that place where you have enough income coming in, where you can do, you can take a few weeks off, you can take a few months off and travel or do whatever you want. And not that there's a right or wrong, but I think Sometimes people don't know that retirement isn't always at 65. You can retire or become financially free a lot earlier. So kind of just moving that target to instead of 65, turn it down a little bit so you can kind of have a little bit more flexibility and freedom. Yeah, it's all, everyone has their number. Everyone has their, their dream, what they want to achieve. And uh, yeah, 65, 
hey, if you love what you do and you want to keep working until 65, that's fantastic. Let's have a backup plan for you in case, uh, in case something changes. Uh, right. So I know you mentioned Rich Dad, Poor Dad uh, early on and, you know, kind of talked about your story, but was there like, you could go back to one specific event book or, you know, something that just clicked that really made you take action. Like this is it multifamily. I'm doing it tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Rich dad, poor dad was the initial, you know, made me look at real estate. And I think if I thought, you know, pinpointing one thing is pretty difficult, but one really big impact was Grant Cardone. And I know you mentioned him earlier. So I would watch all of his videos and just watch him go through the numbers of real estate and just talk about one concept that he talks about that I'm just pretty obsessed with is the idea that $1 turns into $4 in real estate with leverage. So if you have a million dollars, you can buy $4 million worth of real estate. And of course that's average. That's just throwing that out there, right? But just the idea that you can scale and, and the fact that real estate uses leverage. And, and for those of you who don't know Grant Cardone, he buys really large 100, 200, 300 plus unit apartment complexes. So kind of watching what he's doing, seeing his excitement about it, and then kind of seeing, wow, can I do this? Oh, oh my God, I can. And kind of internalizing it that way. He, he played a huge impact. Yeah, I know there's, uh, he, he's out there for a lot. So if, uh, if people have just stumbled upon real estate, you probably will see him before too long. But, uh, but yeah, you know, it just once, once you see it, once you, cl- once it clicks, it, uh, it's a game changer for, for how it works and how, you know, some of the lar- larger properties are, are, you know, how you get the valuations on them. You know, it's not based off of the comps next door. It's based off of right. the based off of that income. Obviously, there's, you know, you know, there's various factors that do contribute to that. But uh, on the simple level, it's valued based off of the income that it produces. So, uh, you know, how do you how do you like to give back? Yeah, that's a great question. And to be completely honest, if you asked me that six months ago, I would have said, "When I'm rich, I'm gonna give back to this, this, and this," and And that's another thing. That's another thing that's really common for people. And just from talking to people, I started to learn that that's not the best way to go about it or not the way that I truly aligned with it. So the way I'm give back now is I'm a advisor for a youth group called BBYO. And I was a part of that when I was in high school. So now I'm their chapter advisor and I kind of help them run, help them run programs. And so that's what I'm doing right now. And I have big visions of how I'm going to give back to them in the future financially and with more time and all that. But the main thing that is super important that I learned more recent than not is you don't need to have all the money in the world. You don't need to have all the time in the world. Just pick something that the thing that you're saying in 10 years, just do something super small now, and then it'll build and build and build because there's not going to be a time where you say, all right, I'm ready to donate all this money because things, bills pile up. You buy cars and all this stuff that you want that you're going for. So start now. And, and the way I'm doing it is an advisor for this BBYO chapter. 
Yeah, I think that's a great point is, you know, just taking those small actions. And if you don't have that million dollars to contribute to charity, you know, go help out on a, you know, take an evening, help out in, in, you know, your case, be an advisor. You know, it's just these small steps that you'll continue to build on, but it's all, if, it, if you're consistently doing it and it's always kind of a part of your, your routine, you'll, you're never going to forget about it, you know? So that's where, you know, it, when you get good stuff coming in, it gets, it gets easy to forget about some things and, you know, you don't necessarily think about ways to give back, but I think, yeah, it doesn't have to be money. That's the same thing. Retirement doesn't have to be a certain age. It's, you know, whenever you decide how, however you can. So, um, so I think that's, that's great. And I'm sure that all, that's only going to, to increase for the involvement there and, and, you know, spread out from that. Yeah. So for anyone that wants to connect, I'm happy to chat with anyone over the phone. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. That'll be a super easy way to connect. And, you know, and then the second way is my website, www.baileykramer.com. So either through LinkedIn or my website. And again, happy to chat with anybody. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And again, highly encourage everyone to, to reach out to you. You got a, got a huge, uh, huge future ahead of you and uh, look forward to having you on for future episodes once, once you start tackling some deals. Yeah. Thank you, Derek. Thanks for having me on. Thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode of Apartment Investing for Early Retirement. Please be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts and check us out on Facebook and Instagram. The links will be in the show notes. And if you enjoy the show, please be sure to share it out on social media so that we can reach more and more people to help educate them about the opportunity that multifamily investing provides to help reach their version of retirement sooner than later. Take care, everyone. Mm-hmm.